On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Thursday, January 13th, Ian Cameron, Jimmy Murphy, and the returning. And man, are we happy to see him? Are we happy to have him back or what? Uh, Alex B. Smith, it's been a while. It's been too long. Uh, Alex, we'll start by welcoming you back. You've been missed by not only Jimmy, Andrew, me, the entire viewing and listening audience, the entire Ice Guys family has been missing you these last few weeks. Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, again, one more time, uh, condolences from everyone uh, with the passing of your dad and hope the family is doing well. And more than anything, we're just excited to have you back with us and being able to talk hockey with you daily. Yeah, it's it's great to be back. I'm finally back here in my apartment in St. Paul. I've basically been gone for mostly three months uh, in Chicago. Like, you know, for those who, you know, I think everybody here knows, but like I said, my dad had been ill for a while. He finally passed on Christmas Eve. Uh, at the age of 84 so we've been going through that and you know going through all the the different uh, steps and so forth moving on from that so uh, I want to say thanks to everybody who's reached out to me either text me or send me a dm uh, email or call uh, it, it's really meant a lot so I, I definitely want to say thanks to everybody who, who reached out uh, you know it means a lot to me and my mom and the rest of my family so definitely appreciate that yeah, very well. I mean, everyone had your back. Everyone was supporting you and giving you well wishes and regards during a, obviously a very difficult time. Uh, difficult time times two because I know Brian Blessing was a friend of yours, Alex, as well as mine. Yeah. And to uh, lose Brian as well was very, very heart wrenching, gut wrenching. Someone that's been talked to, and I've and I had only talked and spoken to Brian and been with him in Vegas a few times. But uh, everybody that worked with Brian Blessing, a great. Uh, person and a, and a big loss as well so it's like a it's been tough uh this these last yeah. few weeks no question about that but uh it is great to have you back here alex on the ice guys again uh and uh yeah everyone's sending you the dm every time i hear that dm it reminds me it goes down in the dm that song <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it definitely is uh and all yeah. the kind words definitely are i'm sure via the dm uh, appreciated certainly by uh alex b smith great to have uh, Alex back on the show uh, Jimmy yeah. uh, great to have you with us again as always today um, how are you doing how about the how about that Bruins game last night because uh, we'll just briefly talk about it usually Thursdays yeah. we park the discussion about last night because it's such a big card but briefly about that Bruins game they took it to Montreal who are still depleted but you know what shocked me Jimmy what the hell was going on with the anger and the vitriol between those two teams and the likes of Eric Howla and Laurent Dauphin and some of these players getting into it physically and dropping their gloves. It was kind of bizarre world last night at TD garden in terms of just how much animosity was drummed up between players on certain teams. You wouldn't necessarily expect that kind of stuff from. 
Well, uh, you know, it's interesting because before the game, when uh, when Bruce Cassidy spoke, I just asked him, I forget how I phrased it. Basically, I was asking him a question of, you know, do you look at this, Bruce, as a coach? I, I imagine sometimes games like this are dangerous because you have a, a team coming in, their season's done, they got nothing really to play for except for jobs for next year. And right away, he, he goes, yeah, well, that's enough right there to worry about. And he starts to talk about it. He goes, let's not forget, Jimmy, uh, this is the Canadians Bruins. This is the best rivalry in hockey, one of the best in sports. And I don't care where they are in the standings. Anytime these two teams meet, they get up for each other. So I think that's what we saw there. And I think more so on the Montreal side where, you know, they're basically out of it from the from the hop there in that game. And they're just going through this nightmare season. They got to play now. They back to back going to Chicago tonight. And it's I, I think that maybe they decided to say, hey, let's spice up this rivalry again. Let's get into it. Maybe that will get our emotions going and then hopefully lead to some goals. So I think they were just trying to uh, get the physicality to lead to more offense and, and just wake them up. And you got to remember as well, they haven't played since New Year's Day. So I think they were just trying to get themselves back in a swing of it. And sometimes that's what players do. They do it through physicality. Absolutely. It was just uh, very, very interesting. There was definitely yeah. some uh, bad blood developing the Bruins. Marshan got away with one on Suzuki. I was just looking at that hit again on Twitter. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I don't know if you, you know what I'm talking about, but he came yes. down and Suzuki had dished a puck off along the boards and he was kind of, and Marshan just came in and I mean, it was a good three seconds. He didn't have the puck and he went high on him, but you know, no, uh, no recourse today from the department of player safety, but I wonder what they'll do about the headbutt from uh, Chris Wyman. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be interesting. I would think that's going to just going to get a hearing, obviously. And it's just a question of are we going to get supplemental discipline handed out? There's a very good chance that does happen. Uh, we'll get right into today's card now. We have 11 games, so let's get right to it. And We've by the way, guys, they did yeah. tweet it. He has a hearing today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think he's going to get something, no doubt. The fact that there's a yeah. hearing, I think, is basically. Doesn't that mean five, isn't that five games already if it's a hearing usually? Like on um, average, the minimum of five games? It, it has to be an in-person hearing. Yeah. Just oh, okay. a phone hearing. It's just, it, it's, oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah. All right. yeah. Which is, I think, what this one is. So, yeah, definitely a potential, at least still, for uh, a potential suspension here for uh, Chris Weidman for uh, that uh, last night. Uh, we'll see if there's uh, – well, on Chris Weidman, rather. We'll see if that ends up being the case. Uh, Columbus and Carolina, uh, first game on this Thursday card. We've got uh, Carolina minus 270. Uh, home favorites here, total six shaded to the over in this one. Uh, we've got the uh, Blue Jackets, of course, definitely slumping uh, two and six in their last eight games. The only wins were a shootout win against Nashville, a 4-3 win against New Jersey, and the second of the back-to-back -back against the Devils. Certainly have struggled in every other game, though, recently. Vancouver, Edmonton, uh, Carolina, Tampa Bay, uh, Chicago. Uh, you know, they've definitely been uh, struggling, most of those against very good teams. I think they're going to have some trouble here. The one thing that I do want to remind you guys of is the last time Columbus played Carolina, it was that sh stunning turn of events where they're up 4 nothing. Carolina gets seven unanswered goals uh, in that game uh, to erase the deficit and win 7-4. So there might be an onus on Columbus really, really trying to redeem themselves following that win. I just don't know if they're good enough right now. And I don't know if I love the uh, prospects of their chances tonight against a Carolina team coming off an overtime loss to Florida, 4-3, but very good in a bounce-back type of situation. Now, there is one concerning injury here for uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, and that's Jacob Slavin. He's an outstanding defenseman. We know that. Good, you know, moving the puck from defense to offense and really good defensively. One of their best 
you know, in terms of defending in their own zone. He's one of the best they've got. One of their consistently one of their leading uh, players, defensemen or forwards in terms of blocked shots as well. Uh, and they're going to miss him certainly in this game a little bit uh, going into it. You know, I've been riding the Columbus uh, team over the total lately. It's certainly played out that way. The last nine games, they're seven, one and one to the over. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Carolina's even gone over five of the last six. Um, I like over six here in this game. The side, I think Carolina wins, but I'm not going to lay a 270 price with them. Uh, Columbus, too. Remember, the last time they lost, they played Carolina was that seven-goal outburst when they had a 4 nothing lead. So I think Columbus will bring it here, and I think Columbus will find the back of the net at least uh, a couple of times. The one thing they have been able to do is score some goals uh, when you look at it, and they're going to get Alexander Tessier back. Jacob Voracek is on COVID protocol, uh, which is unfortunate, but they're going to get Alex Tessier uh, back from COVID protocol, and he's expected to return to the lineup tonight. He's a guy that was playing well before his latest four-game absence. He had goals in back-to-back games. He had three points uh, in the last two games that he played. was really starting to crank it up for the Jackets. So I think his return for the Jackets will help them offensively. And I certainly think Carolina is good for three, four goals minimum tonight. We know the Jackets have been hemorrhaging goals in bunches uh, lately. So uh, I like over six here, minus 120. Alex, it's great to be able to throw a game at you for the first time in a while. What do you think here, Columbus, Carolina? Well, it's the perfect game to throw at me considering what I like here. And it's the first period over. It's been red hot with uh, Columbus 15 and two the last 17 games, including a 10 and one run. Didn't look like it was going to get there the other night when they played in the Hawks, but they, they got the first goal about midway through and the Hawks equalized it late. So I uh, end up cashing that one. You land about a dollar forty-five, dollar fifty. So at this point, I would probably tell you to wait to get a better price in game. I grabbed it at one forty-five this morning, uh, and, and it just makes total sense. I actually thought that we might even see it too. Possibly, we could see some twos pop up with this if they keep cashing. Uh, so we're we're gonna just kind of take the value of the number rather than the value of the price. Uh, and Carolina is the kind of team that can capitalize early and often off of what we've been seeing a lot of sloppy rebounds from both goalies with Columbus lately, you know, it's one thing to give up rebounds and, you know, they go wide and, and teams are able to reset, but you give up rebounds right back into high danger areas. That's disastrous, especially for uh, a team that has the firepower like Carolina. So, uh, you know, if you see a two pop up at a plus price, I wouldn't shy away from that either. I think we could even, we could see about three or four goals from both teams in this game. I think Columbus will bring a better effort, but uh, ultimately I, I feel like Carolina will get the win here, but uh, over for the full game makes sense as well. But I like the first period over a little bit more. All right, liking that first period over. Uh, Jackets and Hurricanes can find that about minus 145, minus 150. You got to lay a little juice, but consider the fact Columbus is on this torrid first period over streak. It may be a price worth laying when you look at it that way. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Jackets, Canes. Yeah, I'm right there with you guys. I, I, again, it is a little higher in the price there, but I love that first period over in this game. I also like uh, Texier to come back. Uh, he's out of COVID protocol now and will play. I like him on a goal-scoring prop as well. He gets some pretty good value. He was uh, really cranking him in uh, before he went into protocol, and he's been one of their better players for the Blue Jackets. So those are my two plays for this game. Yeah, no question about that. He's been uh... – He's been good, uh, Tessier. I think these the uh, you know the one to look at maybe for Jackets if you want to look at some value because I do think this absence of Slavin will be felt a little bit uh, by the Hurricanes who actually haven't been locking it down quite as well defensively the last few games. And remember they gave up four to Columbus the last time they played them. Uh, Gustav Nyquist, you know Red Wing for a long time. He's been in the league a while. Mm. He's with Columbus now. He's got uh, three goals in the last five games. 
uh, yep. for the Columbus Blue Jackets. And he's in that plus 300, plus 350 uh, range for any time goal scorer tonight. So uh, Gus Nyquist for the Jackets might be uh, one with some value here tonight. It's funny you bring him up, Ian, because I was, uh, I was watching a Wings game the other night, and uh, I was texting with one of my buddies, a big Wings fan. He lives out in L.A. And we were both like, wait. Nyquist is still in the league. For some reason, we were both convinced he retired. <laughs> I don't know why. It just was in my head. I had this mental block that, it, that Nyquist had retired. And I was like, what am I in a time warp? What the hell is going on here? No, not quite. But you're right. He's kind of like dropped off the radar just a little bit. He's, yeah. been, uh, you yeah. know, he's been bounced around a bit. He obviously hasn't been quite, quite up in the lineup uh, at times here with the uh, Blue Jackets. Uh, he was a rookie on that 08 Cup team, right? If I'm not yes. mistaken. Yeah, he was. I'm sure I mean, that's when he got called up. Yeah, he's been in the league for a very long time. And I think you were one of those uh, Babcock teams way back when, mm-hmm. 100%, because I think that is when he started. Yeah, 2008 Detroit Red Wings. And uh, there you go. Uh, that's when he's – actually, was he there yet? No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't, actually. Oh, 2011, 2012 okay. was his first year with the uh, Red Wings. So, But still, he's been in the NHL for uh, pretty much a decade right now. Red Wings and the Sharks briefly. Uh, and now another with the, Swedish uh, find by the Detroit Red Wings. Mm, yep. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. All right. We got Vancouver, Tampa Bay, Vancouver, or sorry, Tampa rather minus two thirty. home favorites, five and a half. The total in this game, uh, Vancouver Canucks eight and two under Bruce Boudreaux, but this is the road trip. That's going to be the ultimate test, right? They uh, play in Florida. They're playing Tampa. They're playing Carolina. A lot of times when teams go on the road, they play the lightning, the Panthers and the hurricanes in consecutive games. Uh, and that's always going to be uh, the team that teams that really uh, are going to the, the road trip. That's really going to test you now for Vancouver. It was a double whammy the other night because not only are they playing a very good Florida team that's lighting the lamp right now and scoring goals in bunches, but they played them on a 10-day layoff. Uh, the Canucks hadn't played since New Year's Day, so made things very, very difficult, uh, uh, the uh, Vancouver Canucks against that Florida Panthers team. Uh, Bruce Boudreaux talking, they just had to iron out the kinks. There's a lot of sloppiness with the puck, a lot of mistakes being made, the kind you make when you haven't played in a while. I'd expect them to be better here tonight against Tampa. Lightning have won three of four. Give them credit. They beat Columbus, Calgary four to one, uh, beat up Buffalo six to one in a brutal night for the Sabres. We'll get to them later. Lost both goalies in that game to injury. So uh, that was a rough night for the uh, Buffalo Sabres in terms of in between the pipes. Tampa got it done there. Tampa though, again, losing Andre Pilat tonight, uh, not that, you know, they can't withstand that. We know they've got incredible depth up front, uh, but still Andre Pilat missing tonight out for the uh, Tampa Bay lightning uh, for uh, this game tonight, a guy that had actually been playing very well goals in four straight games and five goals in the last four games for Andre Pilat prior to missing tonight. So, He'll, he'll, he'll be missed a little bit. I'm going to take a small uh, flyer here, small shot on Vancouver, actually, at the price being offered here. Plus uh, 210 uh, is what you can get with the Canucks here. I expect them to be a little bit sharper. Again, having that game under their belt should help them just a little bit. Uh, and uh, when you look at the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, there's no doubt they have uh, played well lately. Uh, but when you look at Vancouver, still a team that's eight of their last 10 they've won. Uh, maybe they're going to be a Calgary in that maybe they're just not ready to beat these teams. That is the thought in the back of my mind because we just saw Calgary roll through Florida, Tampa, and Carolina, and they ended up going home 0 3. You know, they didn't win and they just were not ready for these elite level Eastern Conference teams. But I think Vancouver's got a puncher's chance tonight, and that's that's all I need in, in a price range like this getting plus 210. So we'll, I'll, I'll have a small bet here. Vancouver 
plus 210 tonight uh, against uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, Alex Canucks, Lightning. Yeah, I mean, this is like I said, this is a, a big test for uh, Vancouver because you look at because they were on the hot run at, right at the beginning, like I said, the kind of you know honeymoon period, if you will, for for Boudreaux. Now they're starting to you know lose two of the three, going on this kind of a tough road trip, and they're catching Tampa Bay at a time where they're kind of an up and down team. You know, they either have really big wins like we saw against Buffalo or Columbus last week, or then they have some terrible losses like they did uh, against Florida uh, before the New Year. And either way, you're seeing, you know, track meets going, you know, one way or the other. The only thing I'm going to look at here would be the over. It opened at six and then dropped to five and a half. And now we're seeing it back to six at, at some shops. So definitely try and grab a five and a half. But I think if only laying a dollar fifteen, a dollar twenty, I think that's a really good price here for the over. I think we see it goes back and forth. Vancouver will have a spirited effort, but that still not might not be enough if Tampa Bay's offense is wrong like it was against Buffalo the other night. All right, so like an over five and a half, I would see certainly lean that way. Anytime you see five and a half here, uh, especially with uh, in, in any game right now, when you see a five and a half, you almost have to kind of look back and make take notice because uh, certainly we've seen the goals uh, flying in left and right uh, since the uh, Christmas break ended. Uh, it's been a pretty high scoring uh, league for the most part for the last couple of weeks. So I, I wouldn't argue with that one bit. If I were to play the total, I would certainly look over five and a half as well. Jimmy, what do you think, Vancouver, Tampa? Well, speaking of five and a halfs and over unders here, I just noticed the uh, the Bruins Flyers is changing a lot of places right now. So if you can still get a five and a half, and I started at five and a half earlier, if you can still get that, I would jump on it. Uh, I got a good feel. I'll get to that later, but I have a good feeling on the under in that one. As for this one, I'm doing the old first period over and the total over, guys. See a lot of goals in this game. And, you know, it's interesting. I, I like where you're thinking with Vancouver, um, Ian, but, the, you know, they're not going to. They're not going to get going until Pedersen gets going. I mean, we're it, it's enough is enough with him. You know, I was listening to some people on, on radio today talking about the Canucks, and you know, you wonder where they, where they're at with their patience with him. I think they've been more than patient. They've given him a long enough leash. Uh, he's going to deliver. I wonder if if all of a sudden he's on the NHL trade market. So interesting to watch him in the next few games. Yeah, and in a situation where Bruce Boudreaux, you know. Pushed a lot of right buttons so far. He's gotten Brock Besser going. JT Miller's played better uh, really well uh, since Bruce Boudreaux's gone there. Brock Besser started to light the lamp and find the back of the net routinely. We're waiting on Pedersen. You're absolutely right. He has not been – he's the one Vancouver player that even during this 8-2 and streak since the coaching change, he has not really got cranked it into high gear and played at the level we know he's capable of. We just haven't seen it. Uh, yet from him uh, so maybe watch him because if he does snap yeah. out of it like you yeah. like to do when those guys get out of those slumps just uh ride him for a few games if he doesn't yeah exactly i mean it looked like he was starting to get going a little bit he had a goal in back-to-back games at december 12th and 14th and since then five consecutive games without a goal and only two points during that span and you need more production from a guy of that caliber who is expected to be one of your focal offensive production players uh, elias Patterson just haven't seen it consistently uh, from him. And it really hasn't been that big uptick since Boudreaux's taken over uh, behind the bench. Uh, we got Andrew McGinnis with us now on the show. Andrew, welcome in. Uh, what do you think here with this game, Vancouver and Tampa Bay? The boys are back. The band's back together. Good Everybody's to here. It's great to see fresh haircut. So uh, good to be here. Yeah, uh, first game, look, first period over. Uh, and I, I I really hope I, I, that you guys touched on it. I can hope that Alex definitely touched on it for us with Columbus. I mean, uh, Columbus, Carolina, that first period over is just unbelievable. And I don't care. It's getting juiced up. Uh, I almost wish, uh, Alex, you didn't get semi-famous from that first period 
uh, trend because then we wouldn't have to be dealing with these minus 140s all the time, you know. But, I know, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know, you brought it to attention to a lot of people, and uh, you know, I'm betting them. I don't bet all of them, but I bet some of these first period overs. I'm on that with Columbus, Carolina. And I'll, I'll tell you guys, I'm not a huge coaches quotes guy because some coaches they are just so wired to just, you know, they they are very good at speaking. I guess what people want to hear, and the Columbus coaching staff. It was kind of weird. They almost said like they were sort of satisfied with their game against Chicago. And I get it. Sometimes the scoreboard does not reflect what happened. But to me, you know, it's different in sports like hockey versus basketball. If, if Steph Curry had five open three-point jump shots that nobody was really near him and he missed, Steve Kerr would say, you know what? Keep shooting them. But in hockey, if you're going 0 for 3 on a power play in just one period – and you got like two shots on that entire power plays combined. I don't know if I'm a coach, I shouldn't be too happy about that. So I think Carolina puck lines in play. I think Carolina is just a better team overall. They take care of things defensively and they got a solid goaltender. So I like the over in that game first period, but I do lean towards the Carolina side, whether it's regulation or puck line. As for the next game, we all know the, uh, you know, the the Bruce Boudreaux tour of the that unbelievable streak for them definitely had a little bit to do with scheduling, but it was still great. And now it's that back-to-back, well, not back-to-back, but back-to-back games in the Sunshine State. We know how horrible those can be for people. Uh, I, you know, it's a it's an Andrew pass, not, not a Jimmy pass, Andrew pass for this one, because it's going to be a game that I'm curious to see how Vancouver plays in. I'm, I'm staying away. All right, Philadelphia, Boston. We've got the uh, Bruins minus two sixty home favorite, six the total, shaded to the under. Uh, of course, uh, that it's going to be an exciting night. You know, a lot of people excited to see Tuka Rask back uh, with the Bruins, and this will be his first start returning and rejoining the uh, Boston Bruins. So uh, interesting to see how that goes. Carter Hart already confirmed uh, in net, by the way, for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Flyers should get some reinforcements. It looks like tonight, uh, Travis Konechny. Uh, is going to be available. Claude Giroux, there was some doubt for him about his status, but he's going to play tonight as well uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers. So some good news there. Still missing a few key contributors, including, of course, none bigger than Sean Couturier, uh, still out for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, And on the uh, blue line, Rasmus Ristolainen uh, remains out. That actually may be a good thing from a penalty standpoint because he takes some bonehead, undisciplined penalties sometimes for the uh, Flyers. But uh, nevertheless, uh, he'll be out for the uh, Flyers tonight as well. Uh, We'll see how this one goes. Boston uh, obviously took care of business against the depleted Montreal Canadiens last night. Uh, It was a more chippy game than we expected from those two teams for sure. Back-to-back for them. Philadelphia is certainly the rest advantage. This is just a game I'd rather probably sit back and watch more than bet here. Who knows how Tuka Rask is going to play, but I do know the Bruins are probably going to want to play a good, tidier game. Like We know they have struggled at times defensively this year. There's no question. Jimmy's talked about it much of the season. So have I. They have had times where they've had difficulty defending uh, throughout uh, recent uh, throughout the course of the season, but they look like they're starting to play a little bit better in their own end. The Washington win was good. The Tampa performance defensively was good. Uh, last night, they kept Montreal in check for the most part, other than a goal by uh, Michael Pizzetta, who, by the way, deserves to be on that team, I think, full-time. His work ethic and his compete level every night uh, for the Canadians. They need guys like that. Uh, he's been very solid in that regard for them. Uh, it's very interesting to see what we get from Boston here. I, I'm sure Boston's going to Uh, want to win. I think they probably will win this game. Not like the Flyers are playing great. I'm probably going to just sit back and watch this one pass for me uh, with the Flyers and Bruins. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Philly-Boston? 
I don't know what it is, but for some reason, I feel like whenever these two teams play, I always like wait and have like in-game wagers. And I've done pretty well with them over the years, but there just seems to be with this particular matchup for some reason is kind of always a wait and see kind of uh, kind of feel. No matter how good or bad either team's doing, it just seems like you know Jimmy kind of alluded to it earlier with the Boston and Montreal. Obviously, that being a humongous rivalry, so kind of spice things up. But these two teams, they kind of always you know they get a little chippy at times. We see you know where it's been a lot of, of penalty filled contests, a lot of power play opportunities for both teams. Uh, and, and sometimes we've seen these go over the total. Uh, like I said, we don't know what we're going to get from Tuka Rask. Obviously being at home, that should be a, a, a big thing. I'm, I'm sure the fans are going to be giving him a, a big standing ovation, having him back. And, you know, uh, everybody, you know, I'm sure excited for his return, but you know, it's been a while and coming off of a significant injury and being an older guy, you know, you just don't really know what you're going to get. You know, you got Carter Hart on the road on the flip side. So I would lean with the over, uh, and, and I would look to possibly, hopefully, Philly maybe gets a goal early and get a better adjusted price on Boston to come back. But um, I'm more likely just going to stick with live wages for this game. All right, looking at a live betting opportunity, Alex, for this one. And uh, obviously, uh, uh, priority number one for the Flyers, try to contain specifically Pasternak and Marchand right now. Both of those guys are playing outstanding uh, for the Boston Bruins. And uh, look... They're going, and the Bruins are going. It's simple as that. How many times have we said that for sure? Jimmy, what do you think here? Flyers, Bruins. Well, I'll say, don't don't sleep on the laser. Curtis Lazar with a two-goal night. He's got, what, three goals in his last four games? Yeah. Uh, out of nowhere. Maybe, maybe a fun prop there. You probably get some great value on it. I haven't even bothered to check yet. But um, what I think, yeah, I mean, the Bruins are just rolling right now, and the Flyers just got to go in there and, like you said, stay within their system. Don't let the Bruins dictate them. Don't let them spread you out. Uh, you, you look at the way the Bruins have been so successful going up the middle and, and just getting to the net and, and really having a presence there. It's, I mean, last night, you, I, I get all the issues that Montreal's dealing with, the injuries, the COVID protocol, the way the season's gone. But I'm sorry, there is no excuse for that. Maybe all the Marshawn goals, but most of all that first one. I don't know if you guys are watching the game, but the announcers did a great job of catching Marshawn before he hopped over the boards, his eyes following the play there. And he's just looking like, you know, I am going to just go to town on this. He had this look on his face, like I'm going right to the net. And and I think he yelled it to, uh, what's his name? Who passed it to him? Was it Halla who, who fed him the pass? And he just goes, walks right in, right around the defenseman, untouched and right to the net and boom. And it's like, that just can't happen in the NHL guys. That's, that's just horrible, horrible defense. So Philly better be careful of that right now because he's just really exposing the opponent's defense. Uh, as far as this game goes, guys, I think with Tuka net, I really, I'm going to go on. I'm going to go on a limb here. I am going to bet on a shutout for Tuka Ras tonight. Wow. What are the First odds on that? Is there a win? It's not like a like soccer bet, win to nil, right? Or something yep. like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm predicting it at least yeah. if I can find, I'm going to bet yeah. on it. I think, I think I love the under in this because of Tuka Rask. And I like, uh, you know, uh, it's not much value right now in taking the Bruins, but I will take the Bruins on the puck line. There you go. All right. Uh, so definitely Two nothing Bru- Bruins. That's my prediction. Two nothing Bruins. I kind of feel like, you know, for as much as we've talked about Boston's got their offense going, their defense has been suspect. Th- this does feel, feel at least like an under spot. And again, right now you're holding your heart in your throat with an under in the NHL at this point in time. Uh, But this is one of those nights where it could be that way uh, with these two teams and with Tuka Rask being back. I think there's going to be an onus. Let's, let's be tidy. Let's be strong and sturdy with our structure and our defensive zone coverage tonight. 
if you're in Boston uh, in Rask's return tonight. So that's definitely a, a theory that I think makes some sense here. Yeah, Alex, go ahead. Oh, I'll just say you can get uh, DraftKings right now. You can get Boston to win via shutout plus 600. There you go. Yeah. He's going to yeah, take that. And, I, I knew Bruins and under five and a half is plus 185. So if you want the Bruins and the under plus 185 combo, ah, exact score two nothing plus 4,000, three nothing plus 2,500 or uh, yeah, 25 to one. So uh, interesting. Yeah. The two nothing go. is actually very bold. That's very gutty. That'd be that. There's a reason why that's plus, you know, that's yeah. 40 to one. There's a re- yeah. there's definitely yeah, a reason definitely. behind that. <laughs> Yeah, it's because you it's don't see 2 nothing very hockey. often these days. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. why it's that price. You just don't see 2 nothing scored. But I, I agree with that. I think it's going to be a sturdy, good, solid defensive game tonight for the Bruins, especially because I sense after the wild one that was the Montreal game last night, it could be a, yeah. a lower event game after everything we saw last night. So uh, I don't I, I like the value there on that, actually, of the shutout, plus 600. And again, Boston and under five and a half is plus 180. The two nothing correct scores in that 40 to 50 to one range. So it's a lot of different ways to, even though you don't love the game in terms of the money line and the total, look what you can do. You can do combo bets. You can look at props. You can do all kinds of different things. Uh, and, uh, of course, DraftKings, one of those books uh, here, are great partners you can do that with. So, uh, absolutely, other ways to uh, attack it from a betting perspective. And we always try to mention those here on the show. Andrew, what do you like in this game? Jimmy, I, I got to get your thoughts. I know this is a betting show, but I, I want to get your thoughts about the whole situation, uh, Swayman, Rask, and, and Allmark. I mean, you've kind of told us before at the start of the year you were surprised they didn't pay somebody else you know, lower than what they did with Allmark because Rask was probably going to come back and they've got Swaim in the future. I, I I was kind of hoping that you would say something about my tweet yesterday. I was hoping you would have saw it. I don't know if you I saw my tweet. <laughs> but I, I was kind of getting after Bruins fans because uh, they were chanting, we want Tuca in the middle of a game when Allmark has you know one goal against. And I thought that was kind of, I don't know, not really fair to the goalie in between the pipes. But Swayman makes the sacrifice. He's gone. Now Allmark's getting pretty much called to leave his net to allow Tuca to back. Wait until three games in when Tuca allows a 3.2 goals against average, and they're saying, we want Allmark. I mean, what's going on with the fan base in Boston right now, Jimmy? They're just spoiled and miserable. That's the problem. I said the <laughs> same thing as you. I, I, I didn't like that at all. I get it, and I'm happy to finally see some excitement and appreciation for Rask, who's like the Rodney Dangerfield yeah. here of Boston sports, but – uh, yeah, no you kidding. Know, He's been criticized by so many, and now all of a sudden we're chanting and we're all yeah, excited yeah. to come back. I mean, just yeah, it was really weird, and it, the timing was brutal. It just it wasn't it wasn't a good look, I thought, for the Boston mm-hmm. fans. There, they need to practice their timing. They could have done that. I don't know, warm ups maybe, yeah. or do it tonight in warm ups. You know, but right. it yeah. just it was bad timing. I agree with you. As far as what they did with Swayman, I mean, it was the only choice they had, right? I mean, he doesn't have to clear through waivers. All Mark does. Nobody's going to pick up All Mark in that contract and. What are you gonna have all that money sitting down there? It's yeah. just how old I, is he? You know, like I stand by what I said before the season. They shouldn't. I I just didn't understand that movie. He's he's proven me wrong. He's been really good. He's he's on a roll right now. But in terms of the long term scenario, I didn't see the point of it. Why not just get like a Devin Dubnik and just yeah. you know pay him? Isn't like, he making like five and a half or something like that? Uh, Almer. Dubnik. Oh, Almer. No, plays. Almer, no yeah. yeah. No, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Why not play pay yeah. Dubnik like one point yeah. five for the year? And then you're he's, you're free, and you slide Swayman in when Rask comes back. I, I yeah. don't know. It was interesting, but it is what it is. But yeah. here's the thing, though: is it uh, to, to interject briefly? Is it Rask? Is he going to just play the rest of the season and then probably hang it up for good, or is he? 
you know, he's seemingly on he's back. Contract. He's only on a one year till the end of yeah. this year. And he okay. said he's going to revisit it in the summer. Okay. Okay. So then, so, I mean, they might just be, you know, they're, they're playing it safe by keeping, you know, having a guy for, for the future, but, you know, Larask, at least, you know, giving him the option of playing the season out, you know, still giving Swayman more reps in, in Providence before he calls it quits. So it kind of, yeah. I mean, I get know, where they're going. Insurance. Yeah. It's, Jimmy, I get do you it. think he's got insurance for cheaper and less yeah. years, you know, and sure. then gone out and got somebody maybe after Rask officially retires. Right. That money's needed. That that yeah. money could be valuable at the trade deadline that they don't have because of Allmark. Would you say, Jimmy, that some players are like that you've interviewed and spoken to, maybe they might not have told you directly, but you think they're more aware of what's going on and being said about them than others? Like some are better at blocking it out than others. Yeah, you think? For sure. Like, yeah. I mean, let's not forget when when Rask left for a family problem when his daughter was unwell, people were like giving him criticized you know, criticizing him for leaving the bubble, you know? And yeah. I, I, I don't, I feel like he probably won't forget that. So I don't know, but I think it's an interesting, I like Rask and Jimmy has made me like Rask even more yeah. because I, 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 you know, I'm not, I'm not saying I tail every opinion you have about the, about the Bruins, but some of the stuff you say to us makes me like certain things more. And I, I it sounds like Rask. If I was Rask. Guy. I wouldn't have signed with the Bruins. I would have gone to another team and come back and, you know, tortured them and yeah. and tried to win a cup somewhere else and then say F you to the Bruins fans. That's what I would have right. done if I was him. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think yeah. he's coming back for the team. Yeah, you he's know, coming he, back. He loves, you know, he, he loves, loves to win one more with Bergie yeah. and uh, yeah. Marshy and all those guys. Yeah. yeah, they've been together. They're like, they're like brothers, band of brothers at this point. They've been together yep. for so long. I think that part of it, the camaraderie that they've got as a group, as a core that have been together for a decade plus. I think that's a big reason why Tuca decided to come back. And Andrew asked the question to Jimmy, you know, do players, you know, block out the criticism differently or do they hear it more? Absolutely. Like Connor McDavid pretty much ignores it. You know, he he tries to stay really, really focused on everything that's going on. Whereas Kevin Durant, to use it, you know, even though it's not hockey, it's NBA, he can't wait to say something to somebody that criticizes yeah. him on Twitter. <laughs> He's always responding. Well, he got I caught in a burner account. He literally got yeah. caught. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He got caught yeah. having a burner. But yeah. and Austin Matthews, he I think he cares. He says he doesn't care, but I think that I think he does. Because most people that the if you if you say you don't care like more than five times a year, then you probably do. <laughs> yeah. I'll just put it this way, guys. On more than one occasion, I've had the PR guy for the Bruins come to me and say so and so didn't appreciate what you tweeted. Yeah. So they're yeah. full of shit that they don't watch or read. They don't watch or care. Is that yeah. tough for you, Jimmy? Like seeing them after hearing that, or it's just part of your job? Like you just. No, I mean, it's. I'll go to the guy and say, "Why don't you just come to me?" Yeah. Right. Apparently, and we talked about this earlier. They didn't like that Jimmy said something about the party that Jake DeBrusque was having, and sure enough, he got COVID nineteen at that party, and he's now on the pro- uh, protocol. I, I'm not. I'm not saying I told you so. I haven't. Heard <laughs> there you go. Well, once once this show blows up even more, uh, Jimmy. Maybe, 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 maybe one day you aren't even giving out picks on Bruins games anymore with us. Uh, hopefully you're still able to, but yes, look, no, no, I will. In, in this game for me, I, I like the under and it's not as much yeah. just about uh, Rask coming back. It's, you know, I, I just like Jimmy think that even though I'm a Habs fan, some of those goals weren't really goals against other teams. I mean, there were goals against the Montreal Canadiens. That last goal that thankfully pushed my total was a screen goal from the point uh, almost off someone's leg, you know, trickled in. Those are good hockey type goals, but Marshy's hat trick and what's it called? A natural hat trick, three straight goals. I mean, shorty, which is obviously nice, but yeah, shorthanded goal. It's very rare to see that sometimes. And then you know, the first two were, you know, well, at one point it was like what two goals in 21 seconds or something like that. I mean, 
I think Philadelphia is better defensively than that. I mean, Montreal, I always say it takes two to tango. I'm just an idiot for not taking the puck line for the Bruins, for thinking that the there'd be some letdown spot because they played the Caps and the, and the, and the Lightning prior to that. My favorite team didn't contribute to my over, and that's why I lost that play. I think the Bruins, they're playing well defensively. Not just Pasta and, and uh, Marshy are getting going, but their defense, I think, is playing well too. So I'll take the under in this game, guys. And uh, if we if there's a two if there's a two nothing score line in this game, none of us bet it. We might have to just bet it just because, or or that combo bet. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give it out on the show the on the combo bet right from DraftKings under five and a half and the Bruins at plus one eighty five. I'll give that out. I think yeah, that's I mean, good value on that. Yeah. It's definitely a plus 180 for a, for a t- team like Boston. It's what, minus 280 in some spots uh, as a favorite. Uh, minus 260 right now at DraftKings. So you turn a minus 260 with Boston to a plus 180 if they win. And as long as the game, of course, stays under five and a half. And we kind of think it's going to be uh, a little bit lower scoring. So uh, interesting to see. Uh, that's, that is a good price if that comes to fruition. But uh, certainly can't fault taking the price there that you can get with that. Bruins and under five and a half at plus 180. All right. New Jersey Devils, New York Islanders. We got the Islanders minus 200 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, the Islanders, look, it's now or never for them. They definitely thought they were a playoff team coming into the year. They've got work to do. It's got to start now. Uh, and will it, will they be able to keep it going? Now, they did have two straight wins following the Christmas break back to back against Edmonton and Buffalo, only to have another break and another pause. And now they haven't played in 12 days. New Year's Day is the last time we saw the Islanders uh, in action with that 3-2 win against the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, New Jersey, uh, they've actually been off for four days. I think they had one game uh, postponed, so but not, not as bad a break for them. They've had four days since their last game, which came against Columbus, uh, a 4-3 loss uh, in that one. Uh, we'll see how they fare here tonight in this game. The Devils certainly have had uh, some personnel issues caused by the COVID protocol, and they have been absolutely gutted uh, in terms of their goaltending position uh, going into this game. So they are scrambling, to put it mildly, uh, looking for answers in terms of their goaltending. Right now, tonight, there won't be any Mackenzie Blackwood uh, he's on protocol. Jonathan Bernier remains on IR. Uh, even the young kid that got a start uh, for the uh, Devils as well uh, recently, uh, he's not available. Akira Schmid uh, in terms of the goaltending position. So it's John Gillies, basically a journeyman who's been around the block, was with the Calgary organization uh, previously. Uh, he is going to be in net tonight for the uh, Devils. No confirmation for the Islanders yet. Sorokin, uh, Ilya Sorokin projected, uh, but not confirmed yet uh, in net for the uh Islanders uh, going into this game. I'm going to take a shot here, and I, normally I don't like betting this team over the total, but I'm going to do it here with the Devils and the Islanders at five and a half, minus 120, minus 125. Uh, New Jersey's just been a dead nuts over machine. Now they do have some key personnel out. Bastion, Nate Bastion's going to be out tonight. Jesper Bratt uh, going to be out. Damon Severson on the blue line. Uh, Dougie Hamilton remains out for them. But still, you've got a lot of players that have been playing well lately offensively there are going to be on the ice tonight Hughes has been good Mercer's been good Jimmy Vesey's stepped up lately Nico Heeshear uh, has been solid in recent games and it's hard to ignore that the New Jersey Devils enter this game having gone over the total in 11 straight on the road believe it or not uh, going into this game that's uh, pretty hard to fathom you just hope that the Islanders as much as they are a solid sturdy sound defensive team that doesn't give up much 
when's the one situation you could see the Islanders giving up some more chances and maybe be a little bit weaker defensively a night like tonight when you're coming off a 12 day layoff, that's when, uh, so I think the Islanders may not be that shut down, you know, airtight defensive team tonight, given the situation they're in, having been off since new year's day. So I'm going to go with the over five and a half around minus 120, minus 125 here with the Devils and the Islanders. Alex, what do you think here? New Jersey, New York Islanders. Yeah, same kind of thought process, but I'm going to start stick with the first period over here. You still land a dollar twenty with one and a half, and uh, you said that the layoff could you know come back to kind of bite them. You look at you know they said the goaltending issue with with uh, New Jersey. They're pretty much you know two calls away from getting Marty Berdur back in that. Uh, it pretty much seems like there's just I mean literally nothing. I think they said they're just going to sign a guy off the street to even back up Gillies tonight. Uh, from from quotes I read, so if he goes down, who knows what the hell happens with this total? So it makes sense to look at a full game over. But I like the first period over here too. We've seen uh, a goal in the first ten minutes and nine of the last ten Devils games, and you mentioned the streak of eleven straight overs on the road. So uh, it definitely feels like it could be a game where we see a couple of goals early. It doesn't mean it's going to be a super fast pace necessarily. So it could get to you know over five and a half, over six, but it might take some time. I think we see a couple of goals early, and then things really pick up later on. So if it is kind of slow, you might even be able to get a better adjusted price uh, for that full game over. Third start of the season tonight for John Gillies, and he's given up three goals in each of the first two starts he had. So keep that in mind as well. And yeah, they are desperate to find someone to back him up tonight because Blackwood's out on the protocol. So is uh, Akira Schmid, who got, I believe, a start or two for the Devils. And of course, Bernier's been out due to injury on IR for a long time. So very, very thin goaltending wise for the uh, New Jersey team might see the old emergency goalie potentially uh, come out. Uh, to, might, that's my, that might be where they have to turn at this point, maybe an emergency goalie situation to back up Gillies uh, tonight for the devils, but obviously very thin at that position, Jimmy uh, Islanders devils. Yeah. I like, I like the Islanders a lot in this. Uh, look, the, the Islanders know that th- this is it for them. They, I mean, pretty much you could say their season's over, but they still have a slight chance to get back in it. They've had all these setbacks, all this time off. I think they're going to come out like they're, you know, firing out of a cannon tonight. Uh, I would not want to be the New Jersey Devils tonight. I like the Islanders a lot. I'm going to take the puck line on them, and I'm going to do the over three and a half goals at even money uh, for the New York Islanders. All right, that's the team total over three and a half for the uh, Islanders at plus 110, and also Islanders puck line, uh, which you can get right now, minus one and a half, plus 125 for the Islanders uh, on the uh, puck line. I think they should win too. I, you know, I would certainly only look the Islanders from a side perspective, but I just worry about them defensively. And New Jersey can score. New Jersey, that's not been their issue, New Jersey. They've been scoring, and I think maybe they can find at least a couple of goals tonight here against this Islanders team. Might be a little shaky at the back end, having not played in 12 days. Uh, Andrew, uh, what do you think here, Devils Islanders? Yeah, very similar to what you guys were saying about uh, you know goals in bunches as far as teams that haven't played in a little while. And I think that that, that trend is one that I can't ignore. Uh, there's a game going on later on tonight, uh, you know, uh, in the later games. That I like that a lot more. But uh, even with a team like the Islanders, we know what style of hockey they preach and what they want to play. But can they execute that uh, after not playing for a little while? I'm not so sure. Talk about a team that the scheduling wasn't wasn't kind to them this year. COVID wasn't kind to that team. I think they're going to get back to being the the typical 3-1, 3-2 Islanders type team. It'll take some time. It'll take some time, and I think that we'll see it settle in, but not tonight. So, uh, again, the first period over uh, strikes again. Uh, I'll keep playing these. And, and the, the funny thing is, guys, you obviously don't want to see any teams deal with COVID protocol stuff. But 
when you see it, you're going to see these cancellations. And pretty much for the rest of the season, we're going to see longer extended rest opportunities than we'll, we'll ever see again. I mean, every time I think we're done seeing something like that, we've got two teams tonight that haven't played since January 1st. It's the 13th. I mean, these situations aren't going away anytime soon, it feels like. All right. So, uh, like in uh, potential for goals here as well, Andrew, in this one, Devils Nines is Merrick's Mitens, who could get the call up from Utica uh, in the AHL, apparently, to back up John Gillies tonight for the uh, New Jersey Devils. So, uh, and, he, and we're talking about a guy that I think that's been even backing up, never mind starting, backing up down in the AHL level. So, uh, that's how thin it is right now for the New Jersey. Never Devils. heard of him in my entire life, though. So. I don't know. I have, I have nothing, nothing to say as far as the goalie chart. He's not in your chart, Alex. <laughs> yeah. a, no. It's funny. Obviously, there's been a delay in, in, in updating the chart, but I've been watching stuff you know, throughout the whole time. I'm like, yeah, I got to add like a bunch of names to that goalie chart coming up. So. <laughs> and by the way, Ryan Pollock out again for the Islanders. And you talk about guys that matter as much, if not more than anybody defensively in terms of shutdown play. Uh, Ryan Pollock is right up there. So that, again, could be... Uh, allow the Devils maybe to get a little bit of offense going tonight. Winnipeg, Detroit. We've got uh, Winnipeg minus 120 road favorites, five and a half, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets again have had some time off as well. Remember uh, everything that's happened for them. They've had a few uh, postponements. They haven't played in a full week. It was exactly a week ago uh, today that they played and they got absolutely uh, demolished uh, by the Colorado Avalanche, seven to one. Uh, no real shame in that other than the at the, uh, the margin because Colorado has been scoring goals in bunches lately. Detroit returning home from a three-game Western road trip through California. Uh, they end up losing all three games to L.A., Anaheim, and San Jose uh, on that road trip returning home now uh, in this game. Uh, we'll see how they fare here uh, against the uh, Winnipeg Jets, and we'll see if the Jets can bounce back. In theory, this should be uh, a bounce-back spot here for the uh, Winnipeg Jets coming off just a brutal loss. Uh, to the uh, uh, to the Colorado Avalanche, just in terms of just wasn't very pretty for them. I have a side and a total in this game. I'm gonna now that the price has gone down uh, a little bit here on the Jets. I get it; they got a ton of p uh, key players out. There's no question. Uh, Paul Stastny, Blake Wheeler's been out for a while, but again, he's had a difficult season. Nikolai Ehlers out. Uh, Nathan Beaulieu uh, on the blue line. Brendan Dillon out on the blue line. Uh, Vili Heinola as well. I mean, the blue line's really really gutted. Center ice position has a couple of key absences too. Ehlers definitely will be missed. They've still probably got enough in terms of offense here. And remember, they've, they're going to put the youngster, Cole Perfetti, uh, now in the lineup for the Jets. And they have high hopes for him in terms of being a difference maker offensively, an elite scorer, elite finisher here uh, in the National Hockey League for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. I do have a small, because they're so banged up and beleaguered, I'm keeping it small, but you know, we're still talking Winnipeg at minus 115 here at DraftKings over Detroit. I mean, Winnipeg is still better than Detroit. Detroit's struggling a little bit. Winnipeg, you know, off the 7-1 loss, I'd expect them to want to have focus here, to bounce back strong. And again, when you're focused against a weak team, you should be able to beat them, especially when you're the better team. So I lean to Winnipeg. A small bet on Winnipeg. I do like the over here as well at 5.5 here in this one. Again, we've got a situation where we have a team that's been off for a while, hasn't played in a week. Uh, and I think Winnipeg can find the uh, back of the net here against the uh, Detroit Red Wings. And on the flip side, can the Red Wings contribute to the scoreboard? Again, we're talking about a Winnipeg team. It's been off for a week, and you might see them uh, struggle to keep the puck out of their own net. We've talked ad nauseum about Dave Lowry taking over as the interim coach. They've wanted to play with a greater pace. 
you know, really push the puck north-south, up and down the ice. That's been the way Winnipeg wants to play now since Lowry took over from Paul Maurice after he resigned. That's not going away anytime soon. Keep an eye on Larkin's status as well for uh, Detroit. He's going to be a game-time decision uh, for this game. We'll see how he feels right in the uh, pregame skate, uh, but a game-time decision with that upper body injury for the captain of the Red Wings, Dylan Larkin. But uh, I still like small bet Winnipeg, a little bit bigger bet for me over five and a half here with the Jets and the Red Wings. Alex, Winnipeg, Detroit. You know, with this scheduling spot, obviously, like I said, the week off for uh, Winnipeg and then coming off of not only being an awful week, but like I said, you know, getting crushed seven to one, uh, that certainly, I'm sure, left a bad taste in their mouths. But then they're playing a Wings team coming back off a three-game road trip. They lost all three games. Uh, only had a, a day off in between. I'm going to take a shot here with Winnipeg first period puck line. Laying the half a goal at plus 180. Uh, like I said, I maybe not want to trust them with a full 60-minute effort. They might falter down the stretch, but I think they come out with at least some good pace and, like you said, uh, you know, uh, a good momentum early in the game, enough to get out of the first period with the lead. So that's what I would go with, the first period puck line uh, for the Jets. Yeah, and you know what? I understand Ehlers is obviously an enormous absence because he's been such a great player this year and last year, especially for the Winnipeg Jets. What a season he had. But you look at that lineup still, there's enough. I don't worry about them offensively, you know, especially when you're playing a Red Wings team coming off a road trip. I could see them being shaky in their own end. It's a little bit of a fatigue spot for them coming off the road trip that they just had in California. Now, you know, going back Eastern time zone. And I think only one day since the end of that road trip as well. So, and, and the Jets still have more than enough offensive weapons to uh, do some damage here. You've still got Connor and Dubois and Mark Shifley, uh, and you're going to have Perfetti up on the top six forward group as well tonight for the uh, Jets. I would be interested in Perfetti props. I don't think I've seen any yet because he's just been inserted into the lineup tonight for the first time. Uh, but boy, if there was ever an opportunity maybe to look at sh- uh, shot props or point props or to score a goal for Perfetti, this would be it because they're throwing him right onto the top line tonight. Dave Lowry's not messing around. He's putting Cole Perfetti on the top line with Kyle Connor and Pierre-Luc Dubois tonight uh, for the Winnipeg Jets. So uh, opportunity knocks for the youngster, uh, Cole Perfetti, uh, for the Jets who will be on the top line tonight. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here, Winnipeg, Detroit? Sorry, guys, just turn on to some breaking news here. I don't know if you saw Weidman did get one game suspension. That just came over. There you go. Yep. And did you see what happened? I just, the breaking news as well. Evander Kane suspended 21 games for Good. the COVID violation. Again? Don't yeah. see it being. Because he crossed the border with COVID. Well, yeah. Teams won't sign him this season because of that. If signed next year, likely low salary, his team would pay half of it for him to sit. Well, oh, there goes that that yeah. insane conversation about the Oilers picking him up in the next few days. Yeah, that ain't happening now. <laughs> right. Yeah. There we go. All right, Jimmy, what do you think your Jets Red Wings? I'm liking the Jets guys a lot here. I, I agree with you. They probably had that sitting in the back of their head, uh, how things went the last time they were out there. So I, I like the uh, Winnipeg Jets on the puck line here. And also give me the team total over for the Winnipeg Jets. All right, so Winnipeg puck line's a good, a big, good price here, plus one ninety for the minus one and a half on the uh, Jets, and Jimmy Lycan over two and a half at minus uh, one fifty to minus one sixty here with the uh, Winnipeg team total. Again, only two and a half with that uh, here tonight, but you do have to lay a little bit of a price. Uh, hey, Andrew, guys, I apologize, but I got to yeah. run here because I got to write these stories up for uh, two sites right now. So no worries. What do you got for best bet though? We'll, yeah, best bet will actually be the one I just said that team total over for the Winnipeg Jets. There you go, Winnipeg team total over two and a half. He's a busy guy. He's writing for two sites. Appreciate you it. Let See him you guys. Go. 
Good to see you, Jimmy. Out. Take care, buddy. Yep. There he is, the one and only Jimmy Murphy. Busy as hell, as you can tell right now. <laughs> writing for Boston Hockey now, Montreal Hockey now. Uh, he's going to be writing for every damn team when the Hockey Now series of websites at this rate, if he keeps it up. Uh, Andrew, uh, Winnipeg, Detroit, what do you like? Yeah, that must have been crazy for him last night, <laughs> covering both sides of the game. Uh, look, I, I'm actually right there with Jimmy. It's funny I, funny enough, like, I get the team total with Winnipeg. That way I kind of get to take Detroit out of the picture. Detroit, to me, has been so sporadic. Guys, all I've made out of all the teams in the league, I probably have watched the least amount of Detroit games. Um, I probably have watched more Arizona Coyotes games than I have Detroit Red Wings. Uh, but Detroit, the thing with them is that, you know, some people love using the Atlanta analytical stuff with expected goals and all that stuff. Would you guys agree that I say some of their best games, like play wise, is when they end up scoring one or two? Meaning that I feel like, you know, last game for them against the Sharks, they could have had four or five goals. That game against the Sharks and the Wings. That was that was due to be a goal fest. And I think the final score was three, two in overtime, something like that. So there's they're so hard to read, and which is why I want to take them out of the picture a little bit offensively and just take that team total with Winnipeg here. And it's a good price as well. So, you know, the money line's tempting as well, but I think I'll just stick with them to get three goals. All right. So like in a Winnipeg team total over two and a half, Andrew, with the Jets and the Red Wings, Seattle Kraken, St. Louis Blues. We've got St. Louis minus 180 to minus 190 home favorites, six the total shaded to the under. And yeah, that is money coming in on Seattle uh, here in this game. The prices come down a bit. There's a reason for that. St. Louis is beaten up. You know, coming into this game, a lot of personnel issues here for the uh, St. Louis Blues. David Perron is on COVID protocol. Braden Shen, they just got him back. Uh, he's back on COVID protocol for the St. Louis Blues, and so is Vladimir Tarasenko. And unfortunately for the Blues, is that all these guys have been playing well uh, lately for them. Uh, so very unfortunate bit of news for Craig Berube uh, and his Blues team going into this game tonight. Uh, they'll have to make do without three pretty key forwards uh, in uh, Perron, Shen, and Tarasenko, not to mention Colton Pareko as well, one of their top four blue liners. He's actually tested positive for uh, COVID-19, not only in protocol, but he actually tested positive. So he won't be available for the Blues tonight. So I was interested a little bit in St. Louis initially. Certainly I was, because how could you take Seattle? They're kind of struggling right now. Uh, They've struggled defensively, especially to uh, keep uh, the puck out of their own net. Uh, We've seen them lose six straight, uh, seven straight games, rather, uh, entering tonight. 5-2 loss to Dallas last night. Now in the second night of back-to-back games, so... Uh, second of back-to-back on the road, which is not good. They're one and four uh, this season on the second night of back-to-back games, the Kraken. So yeah, I was uh, ready to maybe look towards St. Louis and regulation or St. Louis puck line, but you know the absences are probably going to keep me off it now and make this a pass for me when it's all said and done. I also want to fact note as well, Chris Drieger is going to start tonight for uh, the Seattle Kraken. And to be honest with you, it's been actually the slightly better of the two goaltending options lately for the Seattle Kraken compared to Philip Grubauer. So uh, keep an eye on that. It's an opportunity for him for a struggling team. It wouldn't totally shock me if he plays a solid game. Billy Huso, by the way, will be in net tonight for the uh, uh, St. Louis Blues, deciding to give, obviously, a Jordan Binnington uh, a little bit of a break here and a night off. Huso's uh, numbers have been better lately, and in fact, he had a very good performance uh, in his last game against Washington. One goal allowed in a 5-1 victory. 931 save percentage, 2.28 goals against average for Huso. So he's played pretty well. 
I still lean blues, but I'm going to back off now with the personnel issues they're dealing with. Alex, what do you think here? Seattle, St. Louis. Yeah, this is one of the games I, I have nothing on whatsoever. Except not, not laying that kind of a price uh, with St. Louis, even with a with the regulation price still be a bit steep. Uh, and can't back Seattle with the form they've been in as late, even though like I said, uh, you know, Dreger been the, has been the better goalie than Grubauer, but that's really not saying much. Both have been uh, pretty bad this year, so it's a pass for me. Yeah, and again, the Blues have been impenetrable lately at Enterprise Center in St. Louis. They're on a 12-game point streak at home, 11-0-1 in their last 12 home games, St. Louis. So tough to bet against them there, but I don't like the situation here with the uh, uh, absences that they're dealing with. And Pareko, don't don't underestimate him. Both ends of the ice, uh, valuable, important. Blue liner, plays big minutes, plays in all situations. He'll be missed tonight, Pareko, uh, for the uh, Blues on that uh, defense as well. Andrew, what do you think here? Kraken, Blues. I'll tell you what, guys. I'm going to try and get the the uh, the hashtag trending. Operation Fade the Kraken, uh, but it might be on hold tonight. Uh, I don't think tonight's the night to do it. I, I think they could be live here tonight, but uh, I'm going to stay off. Um, I, I would like to look towards the under, though. Seattle's a team I've looked towards overs with quite often, uh, but I think in this game they're going to want to shape things up after what happened yesterday. And I get it's a back to back, but I, I feel like they can do it against this team. And you know, it's it's two teams that might surprise people for me taking the under with, but. With some injuries, with some you know quick turnarounds, I think we might see a lower scoring game in this one. I, I wouldn't shot, but then again, this game is I've got a tough time getting a read on it. I could see a shootout. I could see a low scoring game. I could see St. Louis winning. I could actually see Seattle really scaring St. Louis tonight as well. To be honest with you, so and St. Louis does have a big. You're right. That's a great point, Rich, in our chat saying in terms of schedule moving forward, you look at St. Louis. Uh, they've got Toronto and Nashville coming up. Those are much higher state games than tonight. Yeah. Maybe a little look ahead, a little flat spot here for the Blues potentially. That does some uh, concern me as well for endorsing the Blues tonight in this game. Uh, Buffalo and Nashville. This is not a great spot either for Nashville. They're coming off a huge, huge home win against Colorado, and they're laying minus 340 here uh, in this game against Buffalo, six being the total uh, in this game. The uh, Sabres have obviously struggled. Uh, mightily that goes uh, without saying they're coming off a 6-1 loss drubbing at home at the hands of the Tampa Bay Lightning but they are going to get some uh, reinforcements it looks like back tonight remember Alex Tuck ended up back uh, on the COVID protocol list he will at least return tonight for the uh, Buffalo Sabres so that's some good news there he's cleared and should be recovered enough to play tonight for the uh, Sabres and you know they just finally got him back from injury uh, and you're going to have uh, Alex Tuck back. I'd actually look at a Tuck goal score prop tonight. I lean the, I like the full game over, but you know what I like even more? And uh, in spite of the fact this could be a Nashville flat spot, it's Nashville team total over three and a half. I mean, you know who's in net. It's Aaron Dell. It's Farmer in the Dell, folks. It's a Farmer in the Dell day for uh, us here on the Ice Guys show. And we know what we've done in those situations. Uh, we have somehow bet overs in terms of the full game or team totals uh, over for the opponent against uh, Aaron Dell when he's been in net for the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, the results don't lie in uh, one, two, three, four, five of his last, uh, four of his last five starts. Uh, he has given up four goals or more. The last start, he gave up five and a seven to four loss to the Florida Panthers. Now it's a, and plus not only has he struggled this year with abominable numbers, 0-5, 4.51 goals against average, 872 save percentage. Not only has he struggled, he has not seen any time in a net in an NHL game since December the 4th. 
So he has gone basically over a month uh, without seeing any time in an NHL game. So that is definitely something that's uh, double uh, trouble potentially for uh, Aaron Dell tonight in this game. So smaller bet over six, but I like the team total honing in on Nashville even more. Predators over three and a half minus 145. And let's give the Predators credit in terms of what they've done offensively lately. They enter this contest having scored four goals or more in four of their last five games, including three straight games. So they are definitely feeling it at the offensive end right now. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Sabres, Predators. We already tweeted out the trash can. We're on air, uh, basically going on the over first period, one and a half minus a dollar thirty-five, and the over six. Uh, you find that at even money or even plus a dollar five. Uh, it's Aaron Dell in that. that. That's pretty much how we're, how we're operating with it from from here on out. And it's probably going to be him for a while now because of uh, you know the the mass amount of injuries and COVID issues uh, in net for Buffalo. Uh, you know, Craig Anderson, they're saying he, he won't be back anytime soon. Uh, yep. They downgraded Subban. I think it said it's a month to month injury. Yep. So it's uh, it, it's just getting really bad now. So uh, Aaron Dell, not only is he you know the number one guy right now, but he seems to be the long term number one guy. Uh, so we're probably going to be on a lot of Buffalo over his first period in full game moving forward. It's a disaster. It's an absolute unmitigated disaster with Buffalo's goaltending. If you thought New Jersey's was bad, and New Jersey's is bad, Buffalo's goaltending situation's worse. Uh, the veteran Craig Anderson's been out for a while. He ain't coming back anytime soon. He's still on IR. Same with Dustin Tokarski, who actually played well for a few games right, there. Yep. And now, of course, Subban out and Uko Pekalukanen, who's had some bright spots for the Sabres. Both of them got injured in the Tampa Bay game. It's uh, month-to-month for Subban. It's week-to-week for Lukanen. So it's Aaron Dell is the number one, and now they've called up Michael Hauser, who, again, has had the odd start here and there for Buffalo to back him up. So it is just, uh, again, another team tough sledding with their goaltending right now. Uh, Andrew, Buffalo, Nashville. You know, I've been waiting for Nashville to come back to life for about – Four weeks, and I think that uh, I'm a pretty stubborn person in real life. I try not to be a stubborn person when handicapping guys, but uh, I guess I have been with this one team. Uh, but I don't think that uh, that that's, that that might be one future I, I I can call a loser right now with that plus two seventy on them to miss the playoffs because I can guarantee you that price has gotten a lot better and juice and bet and uh, you know uh, a lot higher I guess since I bet that unfortunately, but. It's hard to argue a team total with the Nashville Predators tonight or even the first period uh, over. But I'm going to go with that team total because even if Buffalo gives you something, I feel like Nashville is still going to get going and score themselves. So team total for Nashville, I'm right there with you. Uh, Not a play I've bet, but I do like it. Oh, you're muted. Team total over three and a half for uh, Nashville for Andrew would be the way he would go in this one. Uh, Before we get to our next games, great time to remind you about DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL and the NHL. But specifically today, as we've done all week, we're talking NFL because this this, uh, offer for new customers is uh, splendid. It's absolutely terrific uh, for NFL wildcard weekend to take advantage of it. NFL playoffs are here. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team this weekend to win their game. 
bet just $5 on it and win $280 in free bets if your team is victorious. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state, you can still play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN this NFL wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. On we go. Montreal, Chicago. Chicago minus 230. Home favorites. Five and a half the total uh, in this one. Habs still gutted. Now they got a couple guys back last night. Uh, from uh, COVID protocol, but still missing uh, Brendan Gallagher. Jake Allen got hurt last night. Horrible to see that uh, for him. So uh, their goal to rush back too early, I think. Yeah, exactly. Rush back. I know they're in a tough spot here, but now they're down to Montembeau and uh, Caden Primo uh, in this game tonight. That's not exactly great prospects whatsoever. You know, Joel Edmondson's still out. Uh, Josh Anderson's still out. Paul Byron, a key two-way forward out to Foley hasn't, been uh, has been out for a while alexander romanov may not play once again although he's been at least upgraded to questionable but still very shaky on his availability tonight back to back chicago here uh looking to uh all of a sudden chicago two wins in a row uh, against um columbus the other night and alex on saturday uh you weren't on the show obviously on saturday but i I took him plus 210 in the Mark andre Fleury revenge game against Vegas. I said, they're going to be up for that, and so is Fleury. And sure enough, uh, they got the job done against the Vegas Golden Knights. So little mini little win streak here for uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. Still got a couple guys out. Of course, Tyler Johnson's been out for a while. Seth Jones on the blue line out. Jake McCabe on the blue line out uh, for this team. Brandon Hagel as well. Uh, still, they managed to cobble through that and win games. Um, I'm, I might have a small bet on Chicago's team total over here just because I think they could get to four. We know the hot, the Canadians are a mess defensively, and now they're down to Caden Primo and Samuel Montembeau, uh, that combination in net. So uh, not a game I'll probably get involved with, but if I had to, Chicago team total over three and a half might be the look for me. Alex, what do you think? Habs, Blackhawks. Yeah, there's two two plays I like here. I like the first period over quite a bit. As you mentioned, no Seth Jones, no Jake McCabe still. Those guys missing on the blue line. We've seen uh, eight of the last 10 Hawks games go over in the first period. We saw that sail over uh, last night with that Montreal game. And we saw Jake Allen go down. So now he said Montembeau and Primo. And Primo was in COVID protocols. So they're saying he's not exactly game ready just yet. So it's going to be Montembeau pretty much the whole way, unless he suffers some kind of a of an, uh, serious injury uh, in this one. So I think we see goals here early. And also give me Patrick Kane to score a goal, plus 160. He's been quiet, hasn't scored since December 4th. Uh, and he's kind of talking to the media about it. I think he's going to come out, uh, you know, kind of pissed off a little bit and try to get a goal here. So give me Showtime plus 160 to score a goal and give me the Hawks and Habs first period over. All right, Patrick Kane to score a goal and over one and a half in the uh, first period, uh, minus 135 here for Alex with Montreal, Chicago. Uh, Andrew, uh, Blackhawks hosting the Habs. You know, I think Montreal can can hang around in the first period, so I'm going to take them in the first period. I think it's going to be one of those spots where you can take them live and Alex's squad will 
you know, get it going in, in the second and third. Uh, I don't think the Montreal Canadiens can really win this game by any means. I'll be cheering for them as a fan, but I, I think I'm going to take them in the first period on the money line. And, uh, and I do like that over as well. Alex is saying the first period, but I just, if you notice with Montreal, it's, it's never a 60 minute effort. It's either a good 20, a good last 20, a good half a game. They can't play a full complete 60 right now. So after what I saw yesterday in the crappy first, I'm going to predict we get a good first out of them and a, and a, and a crappy third. I know that sounds kind of like, how is he predicting this? But I just feel like from when you have that quick turnaround, sometimes it's almost better than playing four games uh, four days later. You know, they get to kind of get that quick restart. So uh, unfortunately, I think Alex's team might get the best of mine tonight, but I feel like we might have a good start to the game. And it, it starts with their defense, but I don't know if they can do it. And look, like I said, the goals Boston scored in the first period yesterday, if you watch that game, it didn't look like a 3-0 period to me. You know, if they're playing Pittsburgh, that's not a 3-0 period. You know, they're, they're playing any defensive team, that's not a 3-0 period. So uh, I, I think that Montreal can turn it around, but I don't think they can do it in the full game. Right, definitely interesting to see how that one goes. Ottawa, Calgary. We've got Calgary minus 270 home favorites, six the total uh, in this one. Here's another layoff team, another team off a hiatus. Ottawa Senators haven't played since New Year's Day when they were shut out 6 nothing uh, by Toronto. You know that what that means. This could be sloppy. This could be bad defensively for them. I worry about all those things tonight. Markstrom and Murray, by the way, confirmed the goaltenders here for this matchup, the Sens and the Flames. Um, Markstrom has been stunningly poor, you know, for the better part of the last month or so he's given up four goals or more in three of his last four starts. And the most recent start he made against Florida, six goals allowed in that game. So he's kind of trended down with his play lately. Markstrom definitely is concerning here. Calgary got humbled to say the least. Uh, in that three-game swing, it was basically a test of their medal. Tampa, Florida, and Carolina, the three heavyweights in the Eastern Conference. They lost all three uh, on that road trip. So certainly they'll be looking to bounce back. And uh, Calgary, again, we've talked about it. Their first home games off these road trips, they've been actually playing a little bit better in that situation than maybe some other teams. I don't have much of an opinion on the side. I mean, I don't really trust Ottawa, but I don't think I want to get involved with Calgary at this number and they've been off now for almost a full week as well. So it's not like uh, they're going to be all that fluid hitting the ice tonight for this game. They've had a little bit of a six day layoff as well. So this to me looks like just your standard two teams that haven't played uh, in a, in a period of time, look for some goals, look for some sloppy play. And that's the way I'm going to go here over the total. It's worth noting three Oh and one to the over the last four meetings in Calgary with the senators and the flames and all four of those games in Calgary with these two teams head to head the last four, they've all had six goals or more scored in the game. So none of them fewer than six goals. I think we see more of the same tonight sends flames for me uh, over six Alex Ottawa, Calgary. Yeah. It's not one of my favorite uh, games on the board tonight. I like the over, but I would probably wait and get a better adjusted price. I think we could finally get a, a five and a half, maybe laying probably lay one twenty-five. but I, I feel more comfortable kind of taking the six out of play and, and relying on maybe a four, two, you know, Calgary win or something like that, as opposed to them having to go over six, uh, just in case we don't see the offense kind of show up for, for Ottawa either. Like I said, that kind of a layoff. Yeah. Normally the, the defense will be affected, but it, you know, with that team, not exactly that they were, you know, shutting down the lights offensively beforehand when they were in full strength. So you kind of want to just wait and see more uh, than anything else. So I'll look for something live adjusted. 
All right, maybe looking for a live bet rather than uh, taking it uh, pregame here with this uh, over with the Senators and Flames for Alex. All right, Pittsburgh, Los Angeles. We got the uh, Penguins minus one forty-five uh, road favorites, five and a half the total in this game. What a return for Evgeny Malkin! How about that for your first game season debut the other night for the uh, Penguins? Uh, they definitely missed him, and boy, did he uh, welcome himself back to him to his team. The other night against uh, Anaheim, a 4-1 win. He had two goals and an assist, three points uh, in the victory uh, for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. So obviously, and what he will help is, believe it or not, Alex, the Penguins' power play has not been good this year. You would think it would be better, but it really hasn't been. And boy, Evgeny Malkin will certainly uh, fix that and improve that. He's a terrific power play forward. He always has been, and sure enough, he scores one of his goals on the power play uh, in that victory against Anaheim. Um, Chris Otto's talked about it. We got a shout out to him because he's obviously tracking first period, second period, third period totals for every team. Also puck lines, how they're doing. And we know that one of the hottest bets in the NHL right now has been Pittsburgh first period puck line. And that's where I'm going to go in this game. You know, it, it's and I bet it late before the Anaheim game started the other night. And it cashed at around plus 165, which is right around the same price you can get with the first period puck line on Pittsburgh tonight. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, it has been a terrific run with the uh, Penguins first period puck lines. I think they get off the hot start, feed on the momentum that they got from that 4-1 win and Malkin's return the other night. So that's the bet for me. I'm not looking full game because I do think LA, you could see them hang around as this game goes on, but Pittsburgh have been fast starters, have been quick starters repeatedly during this recent, you know, two-week stretch of theirs, and that's probably got a shot to continue itself tonight. So again, you can get Pittsburgh here, uh, first period puck line, uh, minus a half around plus 165. That's what I'm going to roll with here tonight between the uh, Penguins and the Kings. Uh, Alex, what do you like here, Pittsburgh, L.A.? Yeah, I just grabbed that myself at plus 165. They've cashed 10 of their last 11 uh, first period puck lines. So that's a tremendous value to be getting for a hot run. And that's something that, you know, just like the first period overs before, you know, it's kind of going undetected. And so there's a lot of books that won't make those adjustments uh, properly with first period, uh, you know, uh, puck lines as opposed to full game puck lines. So, uh, you know, they say keep keep track of those and and ride them as often as you can. As far as full game, I'm not really sure. Like I said, you know, Pittsburgh's been on, on a hot roll, and the fact that they're getting off to these good starts, getting off with leads after 20 minutes, that's what's kind of been carrying them along. Uh, but you know, being out west, you wonder maybe they could you know have a, a bit of a hiccup late in the game. So uh, I just feel more comfortable overall just staying with the first period puck line with Pittsburgh tonight. All right, like in that first period puck line here, again, good price, minus a half, plus 165 uh, in the first period for that Penguins puck line. I believe Andrew's back with us there, uh, audio only at the moment, but that's okay, that's good enough. Andrew, what do you think, Penguins-Kings? Yeah, I got a face for the radio anyway, and got to let let the dog out anyway, (laughs) so no need for the video. Uh, Yeah, in this game, actually, you know, I actually think it could be a spot for the Kings, so I'm taking a small little shot here with the Kings money line. It's, It's not... A big play, not a main play for me, but I, I think it could be a, a you know it's a spot where they're gonna you know throw people off a little bit, and I like the under in this game. I like the under between these two. I think we're gonna see a lower scoring battle here. All right, final game on this Thursday card, a loaded card, big show. We figured it would be over an hour. It is. That's okay. Eleven games, the whole crew back 
I'd go two hours if I, if we if we could with uh, having everybody back on this big card. It's been a great show. We wrap it up with the New York Rangers and the San Jose Sharks. Rangers minus one thirty road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game, and that's a reason why you know don't count out the Kings uh, against Pittsburgh tonight because we just saw the LA Kings notch a very impressive uh, win the other night against the uh, New York Rangers, three to one, uh, and the Kings have played some better hockey at home. The Rangers, meanwhile, will be looking to bounce back. Uh, from that 3-1 loss to the uh, LA Kings here as they complete the uh, Western or California rather portion of this road trip. They got a weird schedule, the Rangers, where they're in San Jose tonight. Then they go play in Philly uh, on Saturday. And, and then they're for a one road game in the East before they finally get back home to Madison Square Garden. So a little bit of an odd scheduling uh, dynamic there. I think they did this with Carolina recently as well i remember they were on the west coast and they actually went to philly on a friday game after thanksgiving and then they went home uh carolina so kind of the same thing in terms of the schedule the way it's laying out here for the rangers uh in this one the rangers of course will be looking to bounce back um i kind of like the rangers here and i'm going to bet the rangers if we're hearing that igor shesterkin plays and we're starting to think he might because he's been removed from covid protocol uh, in time for this game. So Shesterkin could be back here for the Rangers. And if that's the case off a loss, minus 130 is the price we're looking at. I certainly think that's a reasonable, fair price, a moderate price, a good enough one to get involved with the Rangers here. They're better than San Jose uh, in my mind. Even though the Sharks have won three in a row, Buffalo, Philly, Detroit. I mean, are we really going to start, you know, getting the pom-poms out and waving them for San Jose winning those three games? I'm not so sure about that. Uh, not a really quality win uh, in that mix. And then the wins before that that they had, Philly again, uh, and then Arizona uh, at, right after the Christmas break. So not a single win against a quality team in these last five wins for the San Jose Sharks. So I think we're going to see Shesterkin. If we do, we'll be looking at the Rangers here, minus 130 uh, in this game. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? New York, San Jose. I got to lean toward the over here at uh, at five and a half, and you know at things that need to be kind of you know said put in line right now for for the Rangers having a, a, some a bit of some struggles, and we expect to see that. Obviously, they're still a good team, still uh, I think one of the the quality contenders in the East, but they you know just kind of just having those moments, especially going out west, you know you could possibly see them laying egg, getting closer to the end of this road trip. Uh, if I had to to take a side, I probably would look at the Sharks. Uh, won three in a row, and and it's just one of those teams. This is one of those games. I think for them, it's a big kind of test, more so to see, hey, are we truly a contender or not? You know, that that question's being floated around. They're hanging around in the mix in the Pacific, but if they can get a, a win at home against a Ranger team that's kind of going through some 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 issues, and like I said, depending on who's in net for them as well, uh, that could be a really big statement for them. So I think this could be a spirited game. We see goals back and forth. So I go with the over five and a half. All right, Alex, like an over five and a half here in this one. And uh, I know Andrew likes this game because he said this yesterday on the show. He said one of the ones that stuck out was that over with the Rangers and the Sharks saying it's the Rangers at the end of this West Coast road trip. And those have been historically good uh, trending bets to the over in terms of these Eastern Conference, Eastern teams finishing off a Western road trip that you get that little bit more of a loose environment, you know, a little bit more sloppy play, just a little bit loose. You know, I think fatigue, maybe excitement to, get closer back to home and the result has been higher scoring games. So uh, he mentioned that right on yesterday's show, Andrew Rangers and sharks over five and a half. I assume you still like that. Don't you? I do. I do still like it's a good situation. I like, and I also, this situation really applies when 
the team that is on the road is off a loss. New York only only had one goal against LA in that game. They did not look that great in that one. I think they bounced back. Shesterkin or, or or not, I think we see goals. And San Jose, I get it, Ian. I like the pom-pom reference there. But they have had some wins. And to me, in those wins, there should have been three or four more goals. Because I think back to last game, I think Timo Meyer might have broken the record for the amount of times one player hit the post in a game. You know, these guys... The Sharks are surprising me with the amount of chances they're creating. I think we see a goal fest here tonight. We're seeing five and a half opened up at minus 110. Now we're seeing upwards of minus 120 at some shops here. I think we see a goal fest here. All right, like an over five and a half. And uh, I'll tell you what, the over series history, with at least in San Jose, is on your side here. Uh, 4-0 and one to the over last five in San Jose with the Rangers uh, and the Sharks. Rangers, by the way, have won six straight uh, against the Sharks and if Sturkin's in net, it's clearly got an edge over Aiden Hill with him uh, in net. So uh, I like the Rangers, too. And I'm certainly not going to argue with what Alex and Andrew are saying about the over. I uh, definitely think it's uh, situationally uh, it makes some sense here looking over the total. And again, 4-0-1 to the over the last five in San Jose between the Rangers uh, and the Sharks as well. Uh, thanks to everybody for joining us. And thanks to everyone on YouTube. Over 200 live viewers yeah. on YouTube for our show today. Uh, we appreciate it very much. Uh, hit the like button. Uh, it helps us out quite a bit, so make sure you hit that like button on YouTube if you're watching, if you haven't done so already. Great show. Great to have uh, the entire crew uh, on the show, at least for a period of time earlier on. I know Jimmy had to leave early, but it was great to have everybody back, including, of course, Alex B. Smith, that we've missed him, and great to have Alex back on the Ice Guys today. All right, with Alex back for the first time, we're going to start with him uh, for best bets for this Thursday card. Uh, Alex, what do you like for best bet? Well, I'm physically back here in Minnesota, but we're going to go back to the west side of Chicago for the best bet. I'm going to go with the Hawks and the Habs first period over one and a half. You can get that at, at as low as minus a dollar ten or minus a dollar fifteen. So I think we'll see some goals there early with the Hawks and Montreal. All right, Montreal, Chicago. There you go. First period over minus one ten. Uh, best bet for Alex B. Smith. John's got the right idea. Two hundred people watching, but only nine likes. Come on, change that. Hit that like button. Uh, we appreciate that uh, very much. Hey, we're here seven days a week for you every single day, breaking down every single game. That's worth a like uh, right there uh, all by itself. Uh, Andrew, uh, you're next up. What do you like for best bet for Thursday? I'm going to go I'm gonna go with Jimmy on that Winnipeg team total. I also like that over we just talked about. I like that Winnipeg team total quite a bit as well. All right, Winnipeg team total. Again, uh, over two and a half with that right now, currently around minus uh, 150. Uh, to minus 155 is what most books have that at right now. The uh, team total for the uh, Winnipeg Jets against Detroit. Best bet uh, for Andrew McGinnis in this one. Uh, my best bet for this card, I'm going to go with Columbus, Carolina, over six, minus 120. Uh, again, I've had a lot of uh, Columbus games over the total recently. And don't underestimate the Jackets offensively. Maybe be able to do something here. Carolina hasn't exactly been shutting teams down. And Jacob Slavin missing tonight for the Hurricanes. That's one of their best defensemen, probably their best defensemen, and one of their absolute best shutdown, stay-at-home, good-in-his-own-zone defensemen. Uh, he will not play tonight for Carolina. So I think you'll see goals both ways. Columbus, Carolina, over 6, minus 120 uh, for my best bet for this Thursday card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us on YouTube. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. 
Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast whenever. You can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, Andrew McGinnis, and Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Friday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.